guys, welcome back to the Well Said Podcast. My name is Andre, and I'm here with my wonderful wife, Leah, to talk about what it means to follow Jesus in an anxious post-Christian culture. And we are excited to be back with you guys. It's been a season, and uh, this summer it's going to be exciting to have a little more time to put out more episodes, make more content. Yeah, hopefully. We'll see. But it's always great to be able to sit down and talk through something. And today's topic is something that obviously we have a lot of passion about. um, And it's related to marriage and -hmm. how we cultivate our marriage, a specific aspect of our marriage. But, you know, there's this concept in the work world, the productivity world called deep work. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's a guy named, I think it's Cal Newport who talks about it. Um, and basically when he talks about productivity, he talks about, especially people who are knowledge workers who work at the desk, you know, with mm-hmm. information. He says that a lot of people don't understand that there's different kinds of work. There's deep work and then there's like shallow work. There's like tasky things. And then mm-hmm. there's like work that requires a lot of concentration and focus. And you can't just like dive into it. You have mm-hmm. to like work to get in there. Mm-hmm. And if you want to do good deep work, you have to be very purposeful about getting into that mode Mm -hmm. of producing deep work. So why I'm saying that is because um, today's episode is kind of like this idea that good love takes deep work, that um, there are certain aspects of the marriage relationship that don't just get solved and resolved and and accomplished um, in the, the regular flow of life by themselves kind of iron mm-hmm. themselves out mm-hmm. uh, a very important aspect of uh, being in a relationship requires this kind of more focused concerted energy kind of an attention this deep work in the relationship that if you don't if you're not actually doing it consciously it's not happening by itself right so good love takes deep work yeah. and uh what we want to do is unpack that and kind of what that means. So what does that include for us? What do we mean by that? Deep work. So I think that naturally, you know, in our culture and what we're fed through movies and just like romance is beautiful and love and marriage is beautiful. And, you know, everyone wants to get married and find the person who they will spend their entire life with. And that's, there's just something that everyone is drawn to in that you know the older couple who is still so good together when they're like old and gray and wrinkly and i think that um, we see that and we see the beauty of it but behind the beauty of it we often don't think about the cost of that beauty Mm. the cost of that beautiful love relationship that lasts through the years and what it actually takes and i also think we don't necessarily adequately prepare young people before they enter into a marriage commitment we don't talk about the the ugly scary weaknesses that we carry inside of ourselves that then will have to be something your spouse will have to deal with and not just deal with but also carry because you are one now uh-huh. And and I'm not talking about big things like drug addiction or, you know, pornography addiction or like unfaithfulness. I'm talking even 
character flaws that are very very deep and that cause a lot of pain in the in in the marriage and there's just a lot that i think it's so important to think about yeah when we are making marriage vows i'm not just saying this beautiful poetic traditional phrase of for better or for worse but i'm actually putting myself in a position that at one point will harm me but i will still continue to stand in that position or Mm -hmm. like just the weight of what the marriage vows are yeah i think that it what we don't often understand or include even in in popular you know love stories is um every love story has its like conflicts or whatever yeah but they still don't uh, most of the time they don't show the depth of the weight that you carry for each other through different seasons like you basically discover each other's skeletons and they don't just go away you know like you don't just talk through your conflict you're like you can have conflict and talk through that conflict right but but you discover each other's weaknesses and flaws and those flaws don't just evaporate right they take years like the holy spirit works on us we repent we confess we seek truth we seek change and yet one of the humbling parts of sanctification is that a lot of these things take time and a lot of these things also may never go away they may they may forever until death be something you are constantly struggling with and until, yeah, I mean, we struggle differently as we as we grow spiritually. It's not like there's no hope. Like no, people, there is hope, people but grow I'm... in their struggle. They struggle more right. effectively. They struggle more fruitfully. Right. right. Um, but but we don't pick our, our our battles in a sense. Yeah. And so as a spouse married to each other, like your spouse has to carry your weaknesses for life. Right. In a sense. Right. They don't just evaporate. Um, and that can, in, in different seasons of marriage, that can be very challenging, right? Very heavy, very burdensome. Right. And I think that there is beauty and glory in the labor of love because the way we like to see it and the way that our heart responds to beautiful love is when we see it displayed in this picturesque way. But when it feels difficult, when it feels strenuous to, to, you know, push something uphill in your marriage, when it feels like you have to, when it feels like death, we don't think that's beautiful. We don't want that. We think, oh, well, they don't have a good marriage if that's, if they're working hard. Or it, it, you start thinking like, what's the, what's in it for me? Why am I working this hard in the, you know, like. Yeah. I think it takes faith to believe the gospel concept of, you know, death to to self. Death to self will result in glory. Death and um, confession of sin and taking on another's burdens, even if it means hurting yourself, like not hurting, like you... It, is, it will be difficult for you to carry yeah, your spouse's like burden. Like Apostle Paul says in 2 Corinthians 4, he says, death is at work in you, but in us, but life in you. Yeah. He talks about his ministry where he basically says, we are dying, we're struggling, suffering, giving ourselves up for your sake and life. the life of Christ is working through that death in you guys to give you new life. 
or um, uh, who is it that says it is better to give rather than to receive? I think it was the Apostle Paul who said that in Acts, this concept, it is better to give than to receive. Like, oh, it sounds pretty, but do we actually believe that? It is better to give than to in, receive. In practical life, in marriage life, is is that something you live by and act in? in your marriage relationship because the marriage relationship is the biggest relationship that is the longest it's a lifelong relationship and it causes the most in a sense sanctification because mm-hmm. you're constantly going through different seasons with another person who challenges you who supports you who you love but also there's going to be challenges in that relationship yeah i think so one thing that this goes back to is like what drives my approach to my marriage right and understanding that the marriage covenant is a covenant and it's made before god a lot of people don't have that concept like uh, down at all yeah right that marriage is a covenant made before god a covenant is a is a a a delicate blend of love and law um, it says that I love you and I will bind myself to you in this contract, in this um, seal. And um, it is made before God. So breaking that covenant, breaking the marriage covenant, um, breaking the marriage vow is not something you just did to your spouse or your family even. It's something you did before God, right? right. Jesus said what God has joined together, let no man separate yeah so i think that working uh, doing deep work in your marriage and and going through seasons and learning to love through in in heavy moments and times it goes back to first of all do i see my marriage as a mission before god yeah or do i see my marriage as a social contract between me and my spouse and what I get out of it and what I put in what I put in is going to depend on how much I get out right so if we don't understand that marriage is is a holy covenant made before the presence of God and to God marriage is the crowning glory of all creation and marriage is an echo of God's love for his people right so to God it's such a holy thing so for you to work hard in your marriage, to commit through seasons of challenges, is, uh, is, is something that you are doing as an honor and glory to God, not right. even to your spouse. Right, because that's the only way it works. And I think the way God demonstrates to us his covenant that he makes with us, where he says, I will be your God, you will be my people. And it doesn't mean as long as you keep up your end, God the Father will keep up his and no. It's regardless of how you act, God will still be your God and he will not let you go. Like that's, mm-hmm. he leads the way. And in our marriages, when we make a covenant, it is the same concept. It's not like this contract of as long as you keep up your end, I will keep up my end. And I think maybe the world and culture has created it to be that way. But in Christianity, we understand that when we enter into a marriage covenant, it's not like you give 50, I give 50. If you don't give your 50, I'm free to go. Where You've broken the contract. It's you have to give 100% and I have to give 100% regardless if you give yours or not. Like, right. And there will come times where your spouse is not 
fully a perfect spouse and and in some marriages it's very devastating things that will happen and obviously the bible does permit certain like breaking of the covenant or whatever there are certain things that you know biblically is allowed but generally if we're just talking about general life struggles yeah setting aside the question of divorce and uh you know sexual immorality and unfaithfulness right that's right so that's a category like jesus said you know aside from sexual immorality you know like there is no divorce but like when somebody has left the marriage covenant and that's that's the different aspect to the question but what most of us struggle in is the daily life of living our relationships in marriage working through each other's weaknesses and struggles and sometimes bearing each other through seasons of sometimes you do you're stronger sometimes i'm stronger sometimes i have more weakness for you to deal with sometimes you have more weakness for me to deal with right and it's not always this perfectly balanced equilibrium and actually that's the whole point you don't depend your level of commitment to your spouse based on their current performance in the marriage right you depend your 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 level of commitment to your marriage flows out of your level of commitment to christ and the gospel yeah and and what it looks like like fleshed out in real day life everyday life i think that it looks like like for a wife it's impossible knowing my knowing myself and my weaknesses it's impossible without the power of the holy spirit working through you to be this kind of wife but you know when when your husband isn't being perfectly kind and sweet you are to be kind and sweet and submissive and gracious to him even when he's not you are to be serving your family even when you know your husband is being you know not leading the family well not shepherding the children well Mm -hmm. Um, and i think that's so hard to deal with and i think that's so hard to even grasp that concept but that is when you enter into when you are standing at the altar and you make those vows i think it's so important to think that i love this person and usually the wedding day is such a beautiful joyful experience of committing yourself to someone you love so much but underneath all that also realizing the grave seriousness of i'm entering i'm binding myself to this person whether or not they keep up their end i think that's such a it's such a anti-cultural concept it's in the in the bible that it's almost like we don't like to think about that we don't like to talk about that part because it only comes up when things get really hard and all of a sudden this couple needs marriage counseling and that's when we really have to dig deep and remind them Mm -hmm. but if it's something that's just almost normalized like hey this is what marriage love is a love of late like a labor of love is going to take work and it's going to take a lot of death to make it beautiful and that doesn't mean it's not good it actually means it is good and yeah. worth it I think and glorious we are prone to think that if i am in a season in my marriage where things are challenging and i feel like i'm pulling more load even even if it's a short season maybe it's a moment it doesn't have to mm-hmm. be a season in your marriage like a two-hour conflict mm-hmm. feels like a very long time Mm -hmm. And in those moments when I find myself feeling like I'm doing more work, 
first of all, usually that's a wrong assumption. That's just selfishness at work. But second of all, we think that there's something wrong in my marriage if I'm just doing all the work. Mm-hmm. Um, because biblically speaking, it should feel like like I'm I'm dying. And I think specifically from a guy's side, especially like right, yeah. Um, I heard recently one one pastor was saying that what is biblical masculinity is it is the glad assumption of sacrificial responsibility. Yeah, that's good. Um, if I feel this way, usually I feel like something's wrong in my marriage. Mm-hmm. And I think um, if you are not a Christian and if you don't have the work of God in your heart, it is definitely possible to be in a relationship where obviously you're being taken advantage of Mm -hmm. you know you're just putting in 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 and the other person is nothing Mm -hmm. but from a christian perspective if you have two christians who are living life together as fellow disciples followers of jesus um that life is going to feel like both of you sacrificing constantly Mm -hmm. it's not a it's not a give and take of one to one Mm -hmm. it's a hundred a hundred Right. You know? Yeah. And that that a hundred percent that you're pouring into your marriage, your relationship of loving, sacrificing, it's driven by first of all your your satisfaction in the gospel. Where do I get my fuel? My fuel comes from God's amazing love for me. Like He has loved me so much. You know, J- John says, if God has loved us in this way, how can we not love one another? Mm-hmm. Second of all, it's faith. Um, mm-hmm. It's faith driven. So you give more. It's like you're investing. It's like an investment. You're investing your love and energy more than you see receiving back. Mm-hmm. But your 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 belief, your conviction is that it is God who is working in my spouse, the Holy Spirit working in my spouse, that will bring out, that will call out uh, fruit, change, growth, right? So it's faith-driven, faith-driven sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Um, it is not driven based on my understanding or based on my ability to see what my, how my spouse responds. And I think mm-hmm. this is another concept that's very often missing. We always analyze each other, our weaknesses, right? But we don't, I, I, at least in me, something I've had to learn over the years is viewing you as a fellow disciple of Christ in whom the Holy Spirit is working. Mm-hmm. And like I don't, I don't see that work vi- uh, like physically. Right. Like the Holy yeah. Spirit, He is doing His work on you. Right. And I don't see your internal spiritual battles. Right. Other than what you say to me. Mm-hmm. But when I'm serving you and loving you through difficult moments, I have to bank on my uh, on the ally, the true work of the Holy Spirit inside you. Right. Who will unite with my faith mm-hmm. to give Produce change? Fruit. Yeah. 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 So you know you're 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 banking on you're investing yourself. You're sowing in faith. But yeah, you're banking on the reality of faith, right? In the other person. Yeah. Which is, I think, like for many people, this concept is like, you know, it, do you see your spouse as a person in whom God is at work, and the way you act with your spouse through difficult seasons, or th- when you view their flaws and their weaknesses, and how you lean into loving them and speaking truth. And bearing and um, does your action necessarily lean on or or, or depend on the work of the Holy Spirit to bring result? Right. You know, it's like an army charging into enemy lines, Mm -hmm. believing that there's another ally coming in from the other side. And if that ally wasn't there, this charge is going to be futile. Right. 
But if that ally is there, um, it's going to be victory. Right. Not to say that your spouse is an enemy. But, no, but like but the, this idea. that whole concept of the ally of the Holy Spirit. And I think that that's so powerful when we view one another that way. That means that your weaknesses, maybe they hurt me on the day. Like say a spouse has like an anger issue that is just constantly like erupting. Or I don't know, just a, a deep struggle with anxiety. Just constantly being overwhelmed with fear about a lot of things. Whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, if your spouse is seeing that as... I will pour my love into that, into my spouse. I will love them. I will serve them. I will be gracious and patient, reminding them of the word, knowing that, trusting that God will produce his work. He will redeem this. He will do what he needs to do. My job isn't to fix my spouse. My job isn't to constantly be telling them how hard it is for me when they do. I mean... That's not to say don't communicate. That's yeah, a separate to topic. Feedback. That's a separate topic. But in terms of like carrying one another's burdens and sinful weaknesses and sinful tendencies, believing in the work that the Holy Spirit is producing and knowing that in the long haul, my spouse will get better in this. If it's a sin issue, they will get better. God will work on their heart and they will get stronger and they will have victory. And my actions towards them in their weakness, in their sin, will either make it difficult and point to their sin and make feel make them feel criticized or it will help them out of it it will pull them out of it and in the long haul they will have victory because Mm -hmm. of my actions and of love my labor of love towards them in these moments yeah and i think that probably our most common tendency is to see each other's deeper issues and to just kind of be like uh it's okay like i'll just like accept them the way they are and love them like and not really do anything about it. Right. I think that the, when we talk about deep work, I think that when you think about your relationship, you are you are consciously asking yourself before God, like, okay, I love this person and I see some of these weaknesses and how do I faithfully love them in these areas to shed light on these area issues mm-hmm. and yet to not be the spouse that is always nagging and discouraging right so there's the two extremes and i think most of us fall into the passive or maybe at least guys do guys yeah. are just like oh she's you know uh, just my wife or whatever and maybe wives have a temptation to be more of the nagging like right. yeah you're never you know to the husband you're never diligent enough with this or you don't spend enough time with the kids or you don't take enough care of our house or you don't work Mm -hmm. enough you don't bring enough money or like Mm -hmm. whatever it is she just nags Mm -hmm. versus actually speaking into that and i think uh deep work when we say deep work we mean that it is a courageous faith motivated love driven effort that we take from time to time to have conversations with each other um somebody recently said this concept of like in a marriage seminar they talked about like labeling and setting aside time for quote-unquote deep uh, not difficult conversations like okay honey let's friday night we're gonna have some time for a difficult conversation and that Mm -hmm. doesn't mean like i'm gonna come down on you it just Mm -hmm. means that we're we're actually preparing ourselves um to just address some more challenging topics that 
you know, you don't just like you don't just like pull this out on somebody on a Friday night when you got the popcorn ready and you're about to like watch, <laughs> watch a show him. and like by the yeah, way, like... just wanted to mention like you have a profound issue with fear and it's making our family suffer. Like yeah. that that's not what right. you, you have to have some sort of intentional way that you are yeah walking into these territories. Yeah. And when you understand that your spouse is a fellow saint in whom the Holy Spirit is at work, it gives you more courage, but it also gives you more grace and peace as you address or, or ask questions about certain areas. Because I think that in our human mindset, we tend to view each other and be like, oh, like this will never change. Or this, this person already said something really hurtful to me when I tried to say it last time and they're just mm-hmm. going to keep hurting me. Right. So like in, you you tend to close off inside and you believe these lies about each other. Right. And that creates even more distance. And you're like, well, I'll just like, leave it alone, you know. Um, but the believing in the power of the Holy Spirit in the other gives you that courage and peace and faith and grace to be like, okay, most likely you already know understand some of these things because god is working in you yeah and you're already battling these things yeah i think that's that's such an important concept the fact that you you know your spouse is a fellow saint who most likely is already aware of this weakness and is already battling it and is burdened by their own sin and prayerfully trying to overcome it yeah and i think when a spouse comes alongside with that assumption it's so much more powerful because they feel seen and they see they feel like th- their spouse sees their battle of this sin rather than the offense and the taking it personally because it is hurting them um I yeah think there's it's much more powerful when you just assume in the other that there's a work going on and that they hate their sin and they're battling it yeah if you yeah and so you have to be intentional and you have to go into these areas and and how you think about your spouse in relationship to God and the Holy Spirit working in them is going to determine your approach to how you come. Because um, it is very, like, just look at ourselves, right? Like when you had moments when you've been overwhelmed, some of us are constantly overwhelmed with our weaknesses. Like, in, yeah. and some of us have moments when we're just like, man, I'm such a failure. Like I've, like, it's very heavy and difficult to, face yeah your weaknesses right and be like man i'm this kind of person like i have these tendencies um that's a heavy thing and in the bible satan is called the accuser mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and jesus calls holy spirit in john you know 13 through 16 the, the paraclete comforter. the comforter the yeah. one who comes alongside the saints yeah. to encourage and empower them to fight sin and grow in holiness mm-hmm. And, you know, that we are image, we are tools of the comforter mm-hmm. to come alongside each other and speak truth into challenging areas. And that takes humility on your part. Like, right. I love you. And you know what? Even if you don't hear what I'm trying to say right now, maybe you're going to get defensive or whatever. Like, I'm still going to love you. It's all good. Yeah. Like, you're God's child. Yeah. You're not, it's not my responsibility to sanctify you. Right. And so I'm going to try my best to share some thoughts, give you some feedback in this area. If you blow up on me, that's going to hurt, but that's not going to end our relationship. It's not going to, there's no, there's no threat. 
I'm committed to you no matter what. Right. And then you can come back and then you can build that deeper trust. But when you go into those areas, you have those conversations, you do it in faith. Yeah. That is what builds deep love. Right. And even think about, am I being an ally to the Holy Spirit's work in my wife or husband's heart or am I being Mm, an ally to the deceiver and the accuser, the one who's accusing constantly and... Am I an agent of the Holy Spirit yeah. and his tools? Or am I actually provide, making it harder for my spouse to grow in sanctification? And if you're, if you're always just overlooking and saying, oh, it's all good, no problem. There's nothing, there's, there's no serious problems to talk about ever. We're good. Yeah. That's not necessarily realistic and helpful. You know, I like all of us have our skeletons. I think if that's your general mindset about your marriage like things are generally great like we don't we really don't have tough conversations i think i i just think it's really important to pause and be like am i lying to myself or maybe i'm just not digging deep enough into my spouse or we're not having open and honest conversation about our fight with sin i think your husband and your wife should be the one the front row seat of your battle with sin they should know and see how you are struggling and trying to have victory over your sin and walk in obedience. If they have no idea what your struggles are, if they really don't know what your frontline daily battles are. Um, I think you should re- like we should examine your the spiritual quality of your marriage and your relationship. Yeah, because like it's not that we're it's not to say that we're all like super deeply corruptly messed up in that sense, but if you understand from a biblical lens that we are all impacted by sin, which means sin has impacted our hearts our emotions tendencies habits in more ways than we can even understand mm-hmm. um that means that marriage is going to include digging up those skeletons and bringing grace and truth into those areas like yeah. that's what your marriage is going to include you know you have that's that's what it's gonna, that's what it's going to be yeah and if your marriage doesn't include that it is not a discipleship marriage it is not a marriage of two fellow pilgrims on the road yeah uh together it is a marriage of something else right and christianity on the side right um but the good love the the good love of like wow we really know each other we really trust each other we really carry each other because we've seen each other carry each other through difficult moments right and we've we we have witnessed we have experienced god's healing work through one another there's nothing more powerful than that yeah and that takes work and that's where the good love the the intentional work and the result the fruit is beautiful love and romance and true friendship and it's not surface level but it takes that work that people might not think is beautiful or glamorous you know and i think just like these are really really important concepts but just like practically if you can think of some things that are just generally, what does it look like actually in daily life to actually live a life like this, this intentionality, this work towards a better marriage, towards a better relationship? Yeah, because you're, so basically you have to know your spouse's most prominent battles with sin, right. whatever those are. The Why that's so difficult is because most likely your spouse's battle with sin it the sparks fly off of that and hit you and hurt you you're hurt by those sins because 
you're the closest person in their life. Yeah. And to get over that hurt and to see deeper to the fact that they are a struggling saint Mm -hmm. and to come alongside as a fellow believer to love them rather than to just always be hurt by your spouse's sin and then just try to forgive them and move on. If, if that's all you're doing, you're still keeping it at a surface level. Right. You're not actually breaking through that and seeing, okay, I want to see my husband, wife as, wow, like they really, they're a believer, which means that even though they did hurt me yesterday and I did forgive them, but there's something deeper, like they have this sin struggle and I want to be a strengthening force in that. I right. want to be able to enter into that, talk about it, ask about it and be a source of encouragement right so i think that's not going to happen by itself right and it's again humanly impossible only by the power of the spirit can you become someone who isn't instinctively defensive and take things personally truly like especially like i know i this is so hard but to rather than take your spouse's sin even if it's a sin against you um to not ultimately to not see it as like a personal attack but see it as a deeper struggle you know a deeper issue that they must deal with with god and them and that's the only way that they can truly have victory and then the result will be a better relationship and less sin against you i think practically that like to resist that impulse to feel like your spouse's struggles are a direct attack against you or a direct right um you know a direct that you're the object that of you're that. the object yeah. of their it, you know even if they are upset with you or they have anger issues that seem very much against you a lot of sins feel very much directly against yeah. one another but there's still an ultimate it's a, it's against god yeah and, and it's against sin itself so right. like your, your spouse is struggling against sin right like, um the other thing that about this whole thing that's powerful is that I, you know, like we had a disagreement this week that I was yeah. working through, like, and like I was tempted to just in my heart close off and just believe things about you mm-hmm. rather than to just say them because, like, oh, well, if I say them, you might say more things that are hurtful to me, mm-hmm. and I just don't want to go through that again, right? And like sure sometimes you need to take some time cool down whatever but if my ultimate motive is like i'm not going to open this door anymore because you might hurt me again like you did last time that's a selfish that's a selfish and fear-based motive and it's not going to land you anywhere good because all you're going to do is you're going to be you're going to lock that door and all those perspectives those negative views of one another they will brew and grow right and when you actually open the door and let the light in mm-hmm. of truth, of conversation, of confession, saying, look, this this is what I think. This is this is what it felt like. Is that what you meant? Right. Um, I think we're always, when we lean in, lean in to the Holy Spirit's work in your spouse, mm-hmm. you're always pleasantly surprised by the lightness of right. the resolution. Yeah. Because, of course, your spouse does not think evil things about you. And even yeah. if they do, they don't truly believe them. It's just an emotional moment. Right. And so it's like it's like pulling back the curtains, letting the light in and be like, wow, that wasn't so scary. Yeah. Because God is at work in you. Yeah. You know? And I think if you're the spouse with like in the season, if you're the spouse who's the one struggling and the one having to be 
dealt with, quote unquote, um, inviting your spouse into that struggle and saying, like exposing your struggle and say, actually, I need help here. Instead of being like, you don't need to get so defensive. It's not even about you. It's my heart struggle. Like, no, like I need help here. Clearly, I'm hurting you. I'm believing lies. When I get emotional, I get these thoughts and they're incorrect, but I actually, I need help. I, I see the problem in myself. I need your prayer. I need your um, support, biblical support. Um, yeah, I think that's a huge point that, again, oftentimes is missed. Do we, do we actively lean on our spouse for support in our daily sanctification battles? So in specifics, in the specifics. So if you're battling fear and anxiety, if you're battling, you know, maybe uh, lack of self-control, maybe you're just struggling with, um, you know. Anger at the kids, impatience, impatience. bitterness at being a stay-at-home mom who wants to go work and you know that this is your calling, but you just don't, your heart is. Yeah, or constant self-doubt or like whatever it is, right? Like we all have specific battles in our hearts. Is your spouse your greatest ally? Well, first of all, are they aware of yeah. these? Yeah, do they know the specific battles? And second of all, are they your greatest ally? First of all, for prayer support. And second yeah. of all, for just discussing, talking about these things. Um, right, because your spouse is given to you to be a help. Right. And that's kind of the point, And you're supposed to lean into that. Whether or not you think your spouse is less spiritual than you. And I think there might be like this, oh, but they don't know as much. I need to go to pastors. And but yeah. it's like you, God can you use have your marriage Spirit, relationship. He can use power. that. And he can really bless you through that. So open up to your spouse and make sure that you are requesting prayer. Like if you're at home as a mom struggling with whatever it is, just make a habit of texting or calling or whatever, depending on your husband's job ask for prayer say hey i'm really struggling today like pray for me it's just like the temptation is so strong right now i need prayer um and that will help your spouse see your struggle and it will help them encourage you it just you're, you're giving one another tools to help one another and it's just it's great yeah i think that that is that deep work of knowing each other's deeper battlefields entering into those things talking about them talking about them with a mindset not of your spouse being an enemy or a, or a opposing person but as a fellow warrior spiritually like that process that deep work creates a deeper love and a deeper trust than ever before because your closest person that you spend your whole life with also is the person above all who knows your sins and battles and is the person who's got your back yeah and that that is a that kind of love is the the best the deepest thing that you can experience right in life yeah you know the only one who loves you even more than that is jesus and he loves you in precisely this way jesus knows all of your skeletons and he still bears with you and loves you and leads you and guides you and so the more we align to that type of love the deeper our marriage is going to be the deeper the satisfaction the deeper the peace and the less uh the less intense our conflict becomes because in your conflict even you remember who you are you remember who your spouse is and so your conflicts they don't become so vicious and right. so long-standing and right. so deeply devastating 
Yeah. Because you both know who you guys are, you know? Right. So, so thanks, babe, for putting in the work in our relationship to make it our well, marriage you good. Do too. Well, that's even the thing, though, like, saying this though, stuff, I just wanted to say, like, it works. It's not just we're talking about, like, ideas up in the sky, pie in the sky, you know, like this stuff is these biblical principles, they work. They're powerful, like in our life constantly. That's what we lean on, you know? Right. And it's cool. It's so amazing to see that work. Right. I was just going to say, so we put in that work in the relationship and then you go and make me watch The Quiet Place I yesterday. didn't make you watch it. You agreed to watch it. I agreed to watch it after, what, two years has you been out? You said you want to watch it. I did because when I first <laughs> tried to watch it, I was pregnant and super hormonal and was like couldn't handle the first scene of the little kid being taken. But You just ruined it for everybody. No, everyone's seen it already. But, okay, it's been, what, two <laughs> years now? And you kept offering to stop watching it every 10 it's minutes because I couldn't Such handle it. a great it. work of art. The reason I just didn't... Okay, I respect the directing and the producing Writing. obviously is a quality it's a quality movie but the fact that there's like it's just like it's just fear and Suspense. pain no. it's no it's just fear and pain losing a child and then at the end what happens like there's no redemptive quality is there just is. fear there's there's courage and then there's redemption because of the sacrifice of the other character it's just not worth it's it it's great it's a work of art it's a masterpiece i guess ultimately sometimes you have to make your spouse watch movies that you think are good and then discuss why and your disagree. spouse hates and them just be like i hated that but at least you gave me a back scratch while we watched it <laughs> yeah but it was literally i was jumping out of my skin and i kept forcing you to tell me what's gonna happen scary. next what's gonna happen it's next and you refused to tell me yeah no, it was great. I couldn't and, handle uh, it. You're not going to watch part two, but that's okay. Maybe I, I can will. Go watch it with friends in theaters. Haven't Anyways, been in theaters in a year. That's crazy. More than a year. Wow. How have I survived? Are they open again? Yeah. Anyways. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for listening to us once again, thinking with us. Let us know what you think. Send this episode to a uh, friend who is in a relationship, dating, uh, engaged, married. Um, let us know what you thought. Um, follow us on Instagram. That's the main area where we interact, and I'll occasionally sit, post like short videos and stuff like that. Check out well-said.org. That's the online home of the podcast and the blog where I occasionally post articles and stuff like that. Thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you again soon. Mm-hmm.